Welcome to this very special episode of the Top Podcast. We're calling this one something like 2023 Postmortem or 2023 An Autopsy, something like that. But joining with me as always is my friend Mike. Hey. And Lou. It's cracking. And the question this week is, have you guys ever done a New Year's resolution? And if so, how long did it last? Say so for me, I've, I've tried a New Year's resolution a few times, and I think I've gotten past like, the what is it, like January 27th or whatever is like the date that most people end. I've gotten like a, a few days past that just so I can be like, oh, I beat most of the people and then quit. That's usually how my <laughs> mind go. I don't think it's a competition, man. I, I it's a competition. Life you. is a competition. Life. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I, I So the only time I ever did a New Year's resolution was I was dating a girl from camp. My first camp girlfriend. Long long distance. She lived in, I want to say Muskegon. And somehow I, I was I ended up being over there for, for New Year's Eve. Because it was like, we never saw each other. But when we did, I'd go over to visit. She'd go over to visit. And we'd hang out for like a weekend or something like that. And so I, you know, had time off school. I went up to visit, hung out with the family for the, the, the long weekend or whatever. And we were super on the rocks. Like we were pretty much at the point of breaking up. And so her family did this thing where you got balloons and you had to write your New Year's resolution on the balloon. And then you, you let it fly into, um, you know, into the sky and all the, the environmentalists lose their mind. And so I didn't know what to do because I was like, I never do New Year's resolutions. Me and this girl were so just like being petty and back and forth at each other and just so over it that I just wrote fix or quit. And then she like glanced over and like saw it and I just let the balloon fly. And she understood correctly that I was talking about us. And two days later, I was on a bus home without a girlfriend. <laughs> and so uh, it, <laughs> technically I completed my New Year's resolution. Within about Record 48 time. hours. Yeah. yeah. I got to like, beat that. And it wasn't that I gave up on it. It's that I just, I completed it so fast. Was it, it was like those Chinese the, lanterns, you know, with the fire that you... Yeah, yeah same concept, but just a helium balloon. Okay. I have so many questions, but I feel like we can't oh, take Go to town, man. Time. I, I we got, just we like, got time. We can always... I can oh, we got time. That's, that's good. I, I, I think I followed you, but like, was there a fight before? Oh, yeah. The whole long weekend was just a disaster. It was like two or three days okay. of just us. I think it was like five days total. And it was just a long stretch of us like trying so hard to get along and just not. And it was like I was and the funny part was I was so convinced we could find a way to fix it that like I wasn't even trying to be like, we're let's just break up. I was like, we need to get this right or we may as well just call it. <laughs> she took it and ran with it yeah i feel like when you tell the story you come off kind of like a douchebag but i feel like it wasn't like what you were trying to portray well, i mean i was in high school i definitely had more, my fair share of that relationship falling apart on my shoulders I so gotcha. if i come off like a douchebag i don't mind because i'm not <laughs> the same person i was in high school thank god i hope not thank god yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are the same person in high school, that's rough. You fix that. I guess that's that's all the questions that I have currently. Yeah, for me, I do a New Year's resolution every year, and it, I don't quit it. I just do it on and off. So it's not like uh, losing weight or you know eating healthy, because uh, if you do those kind of things, uh, you're just bound to fail. Unless like you just can't say something like so generic and expect to do well. You know, you have to make a better plan than that. My New Year's resolutions are a little bit more, I don't know, 
cute. So one year I did, uh, if I have a positive thought of somebody, I have to tell them. In, in like... What year is this? Yeah, I can't say everything. Yeah. I'm sorry, what did you say? What what year is this? This was... Why are you, are you trying to figure out when I said nice things <laughs> I, to you? I don't think you said nice things to me, so I just want to make... <laughs> <laughs> I've said a bunch of nice things to you, Robert. Get out of here. Um, probably 2021. Mm. I'm going to check the receipts. 20, yeah. yeah, I think 2021. And then years before that... I just thought of all the dumb things I did as a early in my early twenties. It's like every single person that I just I just did a dumb thing towards, and my goal was to like straight up AA it and just apologize to every mm-hmm. single person. Uh, there's one person that I never apologized to because I just never ran into her. But every I apologize literally to everybody else. Last year was read more, and I did do that. I did read a lot more. Uh, it's actually on my fun fact. It's on one of my top five experiences. Ooh. So yeah, I pretty much I don't I wouldn't say I quit. I don't give up. I I try to stick with it for the whole year. So as I kind of mentioned before the the beginning of this podcast, we're just gonna be talking about our top five favorite experiences from this past year as we're looking ahead into the new year. Because as you guys listen to this, it is in fact 2024 in the year of our Lord. To start us off, for my number five, I have an, an album, and it is Stick Season. We'll all be here forever by Noah. I think it's Kahan. Have you guys ever heard of him, Noah Kahan? No, I have not. Uh, that's new to me. He He's done more poppy stuff, but then like he ended up doing, he's from Vermont, and he ended up doing this more folky album that's like reminiscent of Vermont, and I guess, you know, folk is big there. Then that's like his his blow up has like been his his folk stuff. I know it was very, pretty big on TikTok. That's actually how my wife found it. It was um the song uh, Stick Season was blown up on TikTok, and she's like, oh, I want to listen to this album, and then she liked it, and then I she showed it to me, and I, I very much like it, because I like folk. And yeah, I, I feel kind of bad for him, because like I said, his first two albums are kind of poppy, so I feel like that's what he liked doing. And he's kind of just doing this one for like a fun one-off, but then like he kind of blew up. Like that people think this is his sound now. <laughs> so we're, we're going to see if he sticks with the more folky stuff, and uh, or if he, he goes back to pop. But yeah, if you like folk, it's very um, he's a very nice, soothing voice. He can hit the falsetto really well, and he he just writes stuff about mental health and like going through tough times and like finding hope through it and things like that. And it, it's he's just very raw with his his lyrics, which I like. And I I listened to this album today just to kind of pre- prepare for it, and I was just you know belching out in the car, which is, I love doing. If you look at in the car like my veins are popping and i'm screaming it's not that i'm yelling at anyone it's just that i'm singing out you know singing my heart out but yeah i just would highly recommend stick season and like i said it's the the we'll all be here forever because i guess he originally released just stick season and then some artists like you know to use dlc and re-release it with like five extra songs so i, I believe that one was i think the first album stick season came out like a year or two ago but then he did the re-release you know update uh Game of the Year version this year with the We'll All Be Here Forever. And that's what I, the one I've listened to and what I got into. So that's my number five. Nice, nice, nice. Very cool. I'm actually going through my Spotify right now to see what music I added this year. I only added like 15 songs. I did not add a lot. Yeah, I used to like... I know you're getting old, man. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that's what I feel uh, like. Yeah. I, back in the day, I was always like trying to find new artists and everything. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with what I have. But I, I obviously you still find stuff that I love. So I should do that more. That should be my New Year's resolution. So yeah, so I don't know how deep everybody's list is, but my list is very deep this year. I've had a pretty rough year, but I had some pretty good stuff happen too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I don't know. Mine doesn't have any like cute stuff like albums or 
<laughs> movies and stuff. Oh, mine. I guess uh, I'll, be yeah, bringing so my up the, five is, I'll be bringing up the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my number five is uh, I got a new job. So if you know me, I've always been worked with kids. I've always been working outside of college. I've always worked in the after-school program with, with children just because I felt like those kind of kids don't get as much love as kids that are in sports or in some type of arts, you know, that kind of thing. I always felt like the after-school kids were kind of like the forgotten kids, and so I've always had a passion for it. But in 2022, uh, I wasn't making no money, but I felt like I was called to work in this job. But me and my wife were looking at a bank account, and I was making half of the amount that my wife was making. And I, I'm a pretty, like, secure man in the sense of, like, I, I know that, like, my worth isn't making money. But it's a, it's a nice kick in the nuts to know that, like, pretty much your wife is being a sugar mama at the moment. And so, yeah, I started looking at new jobs. And I did an internship at a food bank, and I loved it. I thought it was such a good job. And so I, I interviewed for uh, my current job was at a food bank, and I surprisingly got it. I am charismatic as, as all get out when it comes to job interviews. I'm very, very cute, some would say. And uh, I'm pretty good at job interviews. So yeah, so I got the job. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no experience in it. I didn't even know how to work their email for like the first like four months. It, it was it was an absolute rough. They were like, did you get this email? And I was like, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I'm having such a good time with it. And I'm and I feel like my worth, I am not just like the, the, the kid guy. I, I'm, I, I branched out and I'm very grateful for it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Do they use Outlook at your job? Yeah, they do. How did you, you just you, you I bleep and hate Outlook, brother? Yeah, Outlook can be a pain. <laughs> it's, I uh, it's we, we use that. Yeah, we use it at my current job, and I'm I have to use it. I'm pretty well acclimated at this point. But we also used it at my previous job, and we had so many of those the the phishing te- like like test ones where it's like. Mm-hmm. We're gonna fen- send you a fake email to see if you'll click on the the scam link. They came so frequently that if you weren't my direct supervisor or his boss, I didn't even open your email anymore. I was like, no, I'm done. Like, if you're not one of the two people who actually needs to talk to me, I'm just not clicking on the email, and then I can't accidentally get fished. Oh my gosh, did you have to do? Do you guys have to do fish training? If, oh yeah we have like quarterly training but if you click on it when the fish like tests then you do have to get fish training you got to do fish training i i i get so nervous of failing fish training that i end up failing it just because i'm nervous <laughs> see i'm <laughs> so I, i'm the exact opposite i care so little and i'm so annoyed by it that i just don't pay attention and then just click whatever answers make the most sense to me and i always get a passing grade like i'm never perfect it's like, nah, that, that don't that seems like the worst option, so let's click the other one. <laughs> yeah, if it's like I have to pass like seventy percent, I'm always like I'm always like sixty eight percent. Oh sixty eight. <laughs> like, uh, okay, okay. Nice yeah, anyway. yeah. Yeah, I hate Outlook. I can't stand it. Yeah. I've I've even like started putting the fish alerts on just things I know aren't like a phishing scam, just like that are annoying. Like our governor has like a weekly news <laughs> newsletter he sends out every week. It's just the most random time on Sundays. And I've just started fishing that to see if I get a response for anyone. <laughs> My favorite's when you get like the response back from IT and they're like, We've checked this and it is in fact a legitimate email, but we thank you for your diligence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting for that IT call and be like, Stop flagging the governor's newsletter not a set it the spam or something flag the or fish uh, flag for fishing the, the email telling you to stop flagging yeah. for fishing yeah dude honestly that's so awesome man i'm glad i'm really happy for you lou that you like 
you could find something you like doing that also brings in some more more revenue. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like in the Christian community, people always uh, say like, I feel like God is telling me to 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 do this solely the sole job. Like, mm-hmm. and I just don't. I just do not believe in that, you know, like most of the time, you know, Mm -hmm. I I do. I'm not going to say if God told you to do something that he didn't tell you, but I just don't think God cares unless you're doing something heinous, you know, like, Uh, dude, I'm so with you. That's like burgers, bro. Like that's my favorite Dan, like Dan Pratt uh, sermon he did was like that, where it's like, yeah, like it's paralyzing what we tell like young people. And it's like, basically as long as you're, you know, following God and like, you know, active putting him first in your life, like it doesn't matter if you're, you're flipping burgers or you're, you're a pilot still honor. There's very few people that God specifically says, this is your job. Like he, he gives us that freedom yeah, though. For real. And I feel yeah. like there's so many people who are like, they won't make a decision. Cause they're like, I don't know what God's plan is for me. And I'm like, I don't think like, I think I like, I, I, I believe that God has a plan. I don't think it's that much more than outline, though. He's like, this is going to get done. I'll find someone to do it. We'll make it happen. Like, he's not like, I am going to make Lucian go do this exact thing at this time. It's like, no, we'll figure this out. (laughs) Like, And if he doesn't, he rots in hell. (laughs) Pretty much, man. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, we're going to start with, Lucian would say, some cuter stuff, and we'll work our way up to the heavier stuff. One of my favorite experiences of this year was going to see... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse mm. with a group of friends. It was just a killer group of friends there now. It was it was Sarah who sends us all our questions. Thank you, Sarah. For the podcast. Thank you, Sarah. Shout out. And then it was Bell and Eli who are no longer together, Rip. But it was the best movie-going group ever. And so when, uh, when Thanksgiving came out around Thanksgiving... The three of us just went and saw a movie anyway. We were like, all right, uh, this was, you guys were the most fun I've ever had seeing a movie with. Let's go. And we went and we saw Thanksgiving, and it was awesome. So it was the start one of just a really good like group. So it's like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to get beat up, and we're going to go see this movie. But Across the Spider-Verse was top-notch, because aside from great food and great friends, it was also possibly my favorite Spider-Man movie to date. And so when you get all three of those, it's just like, it doesn't get much better than that, you know? Spoiler warning ahead for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The first time I saw that movie, the only time I saw that movie, I I felt a little blue-balled. But, you know, other than that, it was a great, fantastic movie. I definitely, I totally get that feeling. The more time I spent considering it, and I saw it twice as well, which helped, the more I kind of felt like Miles and Gwen both had a really good, complete story arc. And even though the overarching story got cut off and you got to be continued, I feel like the characters had a full growth cycle within that time span. And so I definitely, I kind of walked away feeling the same way, but time and contemplation and a couple more watches have changed my opinion on that. And like, if I would have gone in knowing it was a two-parter, I wouldn't have felt that way. It's just because I didn't know that I felt Mm -hmm. like caught off guard. Yeah. Yeah, and I got lucky, too, because I'd been doing a ton of studying of story structure and, you know, plot beats over the last couple years. And so about halfway through the movie, I was like, yeah, there's no way they're wrapping this movie up in time. This has got to be a a to-be-continued. And so I kind of called it. And so it it was less frustrating, because I think, probably because I was able to realize, like, oh, this is not going to be traditional. But being totally caught off guard would definitely have driven me up a wall. Yeah, I was just going to talk about, uh, I can't even remember what the villain's name was. Was it, it's not Spot. Was it called? Spot, yes. Was it Spot? Okay, yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, what they did to Spot, I think, was absolute genius. 
Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, even with like the Spider-Man games, they've I feel like they've done pretty much all the villains. Especially with mm-hmm. the last video game with the Sinister Sticks. And so I wondered like who was going to be the next villain and it was like, "Oh, it's Spot." <laughs> right. What a what a pull. But they made him into like this absolute awesome character. That alone I think is it's like a yeah. it's such a, a good story. The way I loved that they used the bagel guy from the first movie. Yeah. That was top tier. All on its own. That was incredible. But the way they took him from just laughable and somebody who's the butt of the joke at the start of the movie to like, oh, he's absolutely terrifying was just it was so cool. And gorgeous art style. Like the animation. Oh my gosh. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. When's the when's three supposed to come out? This upcoming year. It was or supposed to come out. It was supposed to be like nine months after the first one, but then the strike just mm. screwed everything up. So, gosh dang writers, right? There's no anime strike, I'll tell you that much. This episode of the Top Podcast is brought to you by our Instagram page. Follow us on Instagram at the Top Podcast, all one word. That's the with two e's. On our Instagram, we post a lot of random videos and then clips of the podcast and some look behind the scenes. Also, feel free to ask us any questions that we can read at the beginning of the show. Just go ahead and comment on any of our posts and Mike will see it and hopefully get back to you. Remember, that's T-H-E-E-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, The Top Podcast on Instagram. Hope to see you in the metaverse. So, my number four is a very broad uh, like a broad stroke, but man, this has been a great year for video games all around. Like the the name, some I'm not, I'm not going to talk about Baldur's Gate three. I'm just going to throw it out there. If you guys have uh, <laughs> listened to our past podcast, you already know what I have to say about that. But like on top of that, you had Tears of a Kingdom and Hogwarts Legacy, and I, I, I haven't played it, but I'm sure Spider Man two was really good. And man, it just seemed like it was a very good game for video games industry. And I just I had a, such a great time playing video games, and I feel like there hasn't been a killer year in a while. Like I, I've it's kind of been this slow decline maybe it, and it could just be my taste like going downhill or my cha- my taste changing it's, it seems there's a it's a common belief that the, the quality of games are going down so it was just a very nice breath of fresh air to get those new games and like yeah hogwarts legacy wasn't perfect but it was the first 20 hours or some uh, were so much fun and like it was such a breath of fresh air and same with like tears of a kingdom i didn't end up finishing tears of a kingdom but I enjoyed what I played, and that's kind of what I was like for Breath of the Wild, too. I, I stopped partway through it and then took a break and came back later. But, yeah, I just think it's been a fantastic year for video games. Yeah, I, I did the same thing with Tears and with uh, Hogwarts, where I played until I stopped having fun. That's kind of been my, my new thing in general, though, is I'm just if a video game is no longer fun, I'm not going to beat my head against the wall trying to complete the game. So, But, like, I definitely felt like I got my money's worth out of both games. The magic of Hogwarts Legacy before it covered up the shallowness of the gameplay for an incredibly long time. Mm-hmm. Like, for how shallow that gameplay actually was, I did not care for 20 hours or so. And I was happy with it. And then Mackenzie beat actually completed it, so I got 20 hours, she got a full playthrough, money's worth all day. For me, my video game experiences, uh, because I just got a PC last year, I wanted to play all the old school games that uh, I never got a chance to play. And so I played uh, the Portals. I played nice. uh, Half-Life, all the Half-Lives, uh, the Binding of Isaac. So I just like uh, a, a Civilization, which uh, Watcher caught me playing. We were, we were five, uh, six? Six. Uh, the newest, the newest five's one. the best yeah, in my opinion. Uh, XCOM, 
Just like all the old school games that I never really got mm-hmm. to play because I never had an Xbox either. What do you I, think of Portal? Portal's fun. Yeah, it's um, it's a, definitely a brain game for sure. Uh, and momentum. Momentum's like the biggest thing. I had a good time. Yeah. The storyline I don't think is as good as everybody like, I don't know, like raves about. Just like don't trust the cake, all that kind of things. But the cake is a lie. Uh, yeah, the cake's a lie. Yes. Did you play Sorry. the second one or just the first <laughs> one? I played... Uh, the first one, I played both of them, but I didn't finish either of them. Okay. Which could be blasphemy, but I didn't. I played most of the first Half Life, and I started Half Life Two. I've been kind of just bouncing around games a lot. Mm-hmm. I haven't been finishing anything. All right, so yeah, my number four is I started reading again. So tied into my New Year's resolution, I told myself I need to start reading. I haven't read. I I really stopped reading once I went to college, and I saw reading as a chore. A lot of my friends write, and I was like, man, I should start reading again. And uh, it's been absolutely great. I think, and I, I think I've already done this spiel once on the podcast before. If you used to read back in the day and you stop reading, I either pick up an audiobook or pick up like a, a smaller book to try to try out. And I'm telling you, man, it is. I want to say life changing because I feel like that's. But what's a step below life changing? Game game changing. Life affecting. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it it's definitely life affecting. There's a lot of smart people. Put a lot of put a lot of good stuff in books, man. You should pick it up. Uh, it also helps with your attention span, because uh, my attention span I noticed was getting very short. I was TikToking for a very long time, and to actually sit down and to really put effort into reading something is, uh, I think it's good for the soul. Chicken soup. China was coming for you. Do you do audiobooks or do you have like a Kindle or do you read like physical books? So I do I do uh, audiobooks and I do physical books. So I'm reading a book now called Legends and Lattes. No, Becca uh, just finished that last night. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's a cute little book. It's a it's based in like the D&D world. It's about an ogre, a female ogre who uh, opened up a uh, a coffee shop. And it's just super cute, and it just, you know, it makes me feel good. And then I've been audioing, audioing a couple of books. Right now, me and my wife are listening to uh, the prequel to The Hunger Games. That's really fun. It's a good one. Is it, is it, so it's, you said it's good, the prequel? Uh, yeah, I was a big Hunger Games fan back in the day. I had a crush on um, Homegirl. What's her name? Jennifer Lawrence? Katniss Everdeen. Is that her name? I thought you were talking about Katniss Everdeen. Katniss, yeah. I had a... Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I had a crush on Katniss. Mostly, mostly Katniss. And it's a really good story. Yeah, and so it's it's based off of the the president who was the the president of the, the original books. Snow, it's like right? his storyline. No, yeah, yeah. Cornelius Snow or something like that. It's really, really good. Yeah, the movie came out, and uh, I haven't watched the movie, but after I finish the audiobook, I'll probably go and see it. Here's so. the most important question for you, Lou. Are you Team PETA or Team Gale? So I, so, so as a high schooler, uh, it really broke my heart. I don't want to spoil. I, don't, I feel like spoiling it. It's okay. At this yeah, point, it's right? it's old enough. Spoiler warning for the Hunger Games if um, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> if if, if, if this is spoiling it for you, it's your own fault. Like you wanted it spoiled. It's, if you it's waited past this long. like the ten year mark. You know, you're you're good to talk about it. Yeah. So I I think I saw myself in Peta, uh, in high school. But the way that they ended it was was realistic, which you know you can't hate on but as a high schooler man it really broke my heart to to see uh katniss kind of just settle for Peta, and like in the last like chapter they were like sleeping together but not really sleeping together and then they just like slowly started to like mend lives together and it's just like it's just that was just too realistic for me as a as a kid as a teenager uh, but gail kind of just seemed like a pick me boy he's been like was begging katniss to like just leave just like leave everybody he's like screw it 
then he became kind of like a war hero. And I'm neither. I'm team neither. <laughs> I think she maybe just like could to... have found somebody else personally. I don't know. It's like it's like once your sister dies, you, you did all that stuff, right? You create this whole war, and then your sister dies in the end. I don't feel like she should have been dating anybody at the time. I think <laughs> she probably should have went to therapy. So I think, wait, the one she I went was the... into the Hunger Games to save dies. Whoa, spoiler! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, did, that's cold. Have you guys seen? You guys haven't. You guys watched the movies? I didn't see the the last movie. I saw the the three before. The... I read the first book in like two days, and then started the second book, and was like, I need a break. I read a lot in the last two days, and never <laughs> picked it back up. Yeah. yeah. So the the her sister, who she contribute uh, was a tribute, ended up becoming a uh, a medic for the war, and then she get blue. She she got blown up. Yeah, I, I heard a lot of people Dang. were not satisfied yeah, with her death because it was just like quick, which it's war. So I under like there's part of me that understands that, but like a lot of people are like, oh, you should have you know made a little more dramatic or had it not just happen in a page. Yeah, I think if I would have wrote the book, I think I would have just like took Katniss into the the woods and just let her have like a ten year time just to herself. This is ridiculous that they just like pushed a relationship on her. My favorite death in all of literature happens in a page spoilers for harry potter as well is it dobby so, no that's paul i, say, I know that's paul that guy he's like you can listen to it on uh, 0.25 speed i'm like paul that's just excessive it's so excessive it's so my cool. so my favorite death is also one of the only ones that like in a book actually still gets to me but it's when fred dies in seven but when when fred get dies in the book and it's like it's this happy moment and then just boom he's dead no, you get nothing. And then the book forces you to just keep moving and you don't have time to like process it and grieve until way later. I thought it was brilliant. It still hurts my soul to think about because Fred was my favorite character, but it was, I thought, I, I I really liked the realism and the, you have to experience this as if it were a real battle feel of it. All right. Number four. Ba -ba 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 -ba. So this is... A little cheesy, maybe a little bit of a cop-out. I wouldn't be surprised to know that Rob had too much pride to put this on his list, but Rob had a better year than I did, so he didn't have to scrape as low to the bottom of the barrel. And uh, my number four was starting a podcast. One of my best friends. Oh. It's called Long yep. Distance Situationship. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew it. As soon as he's a best it. friend, I'm like, well, we're out, Lou. Sorry. <laughs> like, I, I freaking knew it. Uh, I heard no, it in his voice. It, in all seriousness, I have enjoyed the heck out of doing this podcast with you guys. It, it has been an absolute blast. I, me and Lou basically didn't know each other before we started this podcast. Like, I, we've probably had five conversations total before episode one, and I felt like we just clicked immediately. And it was like, I don't know any of this guy's stances on anything, and we are still making jokes and just having a good time and playing off each other right away. So it's been, it has been an absolute privilege to get to know Lucian better. Um, and it's been super fun to be able to keep in touch with Rob and have a good excuse to just to keep up every week. So it's been a blast, gentlemen. And uh, I look forward to doing it for the next year. Do you got that on your list, Lou? No, I have it on my honorable mentions for sure. Yeah, that was on uh, my honorable mentions. Yeah, I got a little emotional. I uh, I tried to avoid you, Mike, because you were something else in, in high school. <laughs> Um, as we found, as we uh, uh, found out I, earlier this pod, yeah. Um, but it was funny because I think I was hanging out with. Uh, I, we were at a function together, and I saw you, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I haven't seen this guy in years. I wonder if he's still an asshole." And then I kind of just overheard conversations. <laughs> 
And I was pleasantly surprised that you sound like a like a human being. Like a, I'm not saying that you were an absolute terrible person in in the past. And I probably like definitely hyped it up for sure as a high schooler. But I remember I don't I don't know if it was I don't know if it was Becca or Robert, but I was like, wow, Mike is like a cool person now. And I think it was maybe it was. Yeah. And Becca was like, yeah, he's uh, he's grown a lot. I am also. Yeah, Becca gives I'm me also... more crap than probably anybody else about uh. About my youth, and you took her. Uh, you took her. GameCube. GameCube. Yeah. So yeah. Makes, yeah, I, I agree with stuff. you. Uh, yeah. Just because I had some more interesting stuff to talk about, I left in honorable mentions, or you know, less. I I just felt we had to talk about like our stuff, but I, I agree with you. Like I was talking to one of my friends, like it's been good for mental health, just like having scheduled hangout time with friends, because especially like my first year out here before I got married to Becca and we were living together. Like I was just like a, a recluse. Like I, I didn't talk to really right. anyone or anything. So it's like, it's been really good for me just to talk with other people and all that. So I, it's definitely been, I, I've enjoyed it. It's, it's funny too. Yeah. Cause like I have people ask me like, is it so much fun being on a podcast? And I'm like, the weird thing about it is I hate Tuesdays. Cause literally from the minute I wake up till seven thirty on Tuesdays, I'm like, I just do not feel like recording today. This is going to, uh, I am not in the mood for this. And then we get on the mic and within like seven seconds, I'm like, man, I freaking love podcasting with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I never want to do it until we start. And then I'm like, this is fun. I'm glad we do this. I think we've grown a lot too since we've done it. We've only done it for a couple months, but I re-listened to our first one. Oh my gosh. It's um, hard. Yeah, 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 it's rough. So I'm I'm excited to see what another year looks like. The amount of likes and as like I still notice all of them, but they they have gotten so much less frequent. Excuse me, likes and ums. But the likes are mostly still they they're now using like as a comparative word as opposed to as a filler word. And mm. That's that's been my favorite thing is n- not feeling like a valley girl every time I listen to one of our podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I have a problem with like as well, so that's Same. something that I'm currently working on. And you don't realize it till you hear yourself, and then you're just you start going crazy because it's ah, it's every other word. Ready for number threes? Bring it on. So my number three kind of ties back to our sports episode, which I think was episode two or three, something like that, right, Mike? Five. Uh, I want to say four. Yeah, but... that sounds right in that early in early quarter so mm-hmm. far one thing that's just been a joy for me uh has been watching the detroit lions on this kind of tear that they're going through because um if you don't know the lions historically one of the worst teams in all of sports not just football like we're you, you can make an argument that we're the worst professional sports team and they, we haven't won anything since i think 1957 was the last time they won a championship which isn't even in present super bowl era but this year for the first time in 30 years so since I've been alive, they've clenched the division. And it's just been, man, it's crazy that the fandom can be so pissy about being 11 and 4. Like, it's just a wild ride how how quick, how how fast we got used to winning because we started off the season pretty, pretty smoking hot. And now we're complaining that we've lost four games and historically we've been awful. But it, it's just been, it's been such a, a fun time. And man, I, as much like more intense like close games are, I miss those blowouts when we were just smoking teams. I'm like, my heart can't handle this. 
you know, the cardiac kitties is what they used to be called because <laughs> it always coming from the, the fourth quarter. But man, I, I like those blowout games now where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not worried about anything during the game. But now I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. This It, it feels different this time. And that's, that's something I've never said. For the Lions, I, I didn't think, if you asked me la- last year, I think I still put the Lions as like my bottom four of the Detroit sports teams. And I think I had the Pistons at like two. So that should tell you how off I was there. Don't listen to those takes at all. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's been such a, a fun ride seeing the the people that were on the bottom just like we're finally getting to our time. And I hope this isn't a, a one year thing. I don't think it is because, like I said, it feels different. It feels like we got the actual like bright people in charge, and it's just been a joy for 2023. And I hope it goes deep into 2024. Objection! Sorry, the the soundboard wasn't working when you started, so I figured I'd just let you finish. <laughs> um, that is actually also my number three. Ooh. Uh, specifically, though, for me. It has been Andrew, Rob, and I have a group text that it goes, it's kind of popping off all, all through the week. Well, you know, it's a very standard dude group text where it's just kind of like memes and like half the time nobody responds to the joke, but I see him and laugh. But on Sundays, it's almost like having those two guys in the room where the lines come on and the, my phone just starts vibrating. Like I have to set it down on a soft surface because it's... <laughs> just constantly going off. And I'm not even that big of a Lions fan. I'm still waiting for them to let us down. I refuse to let them all the way into my heart. But going through the experience with Andrew and Rob has made it an absolute blast. It's been a really fun thing to to do and a fun bonding opportunity. Also, Rob, I have checked so many gas stations and not found a single newspaper. Good thing Andrew got one for me. But it's crazy. Like, the Lions oh, did... one. Yeah, he found one. He said he said it in a group chat, and the Lions did this first thing in thirty years and didn't even make the front page. <laughs> I think just because it was Christmas, but still, it's like, come on, city, we we did this for you. We're your only hope right now for postseason sports, and we I think we're on like page three or four or something. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, overall, I think since Tom Brady retired, I think the league has gotten so much better. It's crazy to think that like Miami Dolphins are are com- competitors now. You know, like right? I don't know. I think it varies. Parts of it, I would say, get better. But man, I, like you just can't tackle anymore. Like it's the in that some yeah, sense I, it becomes so soft. It's just want to take a shot at Tom yeah. Brady. Though. I do enjoy. I enjoy the hits. I, I do look at like Ray Lewis's highlights all the time. Oh my um, gosh, dude was a beast. Just, it was crazy. But at the same time, it's like I kind of want them to live. Yeah, I, I, like, right. I just think they're going too far in one direction. Like, yeah, like, yeah, obviously, like, concussions, like, that stuff, you shouldn't go. But, man, it's just, it's crazy, like, because now people, like, there, there's a play, I think, like, a month or two ago, where, like, someone caught the ball and were sliding, and the defensemen are actively trying to avoid them because they touched them when they were sliding. They knew they'd get a penalty, and they slid right into the end zone. It was like, come on, you, you know, you got to do something. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't think it's cool when, like, uh, quarterbacks will try to fake slide mm-hmm. to get extra yards. Oh yeah, no. You deserve to get just. You almost deserve to get concussed for yeah. that. Like, if you're gonna fake the the thing that's built in to protect your your head, then you deserve to just get wrecked when people realize yeah. you're faking it. Especially because yeah. then no one's gonna trust you. Like when you do slide, like yeah. you know they're gonna expect you to be. It's just a bad idea. What you got, Lou? Awesome. So uh, to pivot, pivot because pivot. I think it's very cute how this works. <laughs> Uh, I started crocheting uh, this year, not talking about football. So I have never been the one to create anything. I've never been an artist. I've never, I have my stint where I wrote short stories and there's been one that I've always enjoyed. Just, I don't know why I'm rambling about this right now, but uh, it was funny because it was about a girl and I let my 
girlfriend, who was my wife at the time, who was my wife now, read it, and that was the first time she ever looked at me crazy. <laughs> Apart from me saying that her, her mom was hot. Uh, but yeah, back to crocheting. Uh, <laughs> so I was playing this game called Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know if you guys have played it before. I think it's an amazing game. It's a, such a beautiful game. Uh, it's about uh, a samurai who uh, was raised on a code called, and I actually looked this up, I'm sorry if I messed this up. It was called Bushido, which is just the honor code of all Japanese samurai. And so he was raised on this code, but the Mongolians came and started just wrecking stuff up. So he had to do some shady stuff to like protect his land. It's pretty much like killing Mongolian, killing the Mongolian army, and then working with his uncle who taught him the ways. But when you're not murdering people, you're creating art, and so you're creating. Oh no! What is the Japanese poetry? What is it called? Haiku. Haiku. Haiku, yes. You're you're creating haiku. So you find like a waterfall and you write a haiku haiku. And so I was i I'm not really diving completely into it. I think it's awesome to think that like as a warrior, you're also trained to create things, to create like haiku and, and to enjoy nature and you're just not just like this killing machine. So uh, not to get too weeby, but I feel like I needed to find something <laughs> for me to create and uh, I picked crocheting and i it's super cute i've made a frog i've made a blanket i've made a whale pop tart um, i made a ghost for my mom for christmas i made a pop tart i made a uh what was it a wildberry pop tart nice my wife loved that one that was a good time yeah and it's it's just been awesome it's been good it's been really good listening to audiobooks and also crocheting and so i've been like listening to my bible and crocheting and so i've just been like it's like a good time with the lord and yeah it's it's changed my life. It's been life. What, what did you say, Mike? What was it? Life. Life affecting. Altering? It's been life affecting. Yeah. It's been it's been hardcore life. Affecting. But that reminds me of like you know the one of my favorite Avatar episodes when Sokka's making the sword and like the the sword master's like you know you can also do with painting you know the it's all about painting and things like that. Oh, that yeah. makes sense because in Hollow Knight there's three nail masters who can teach you a different mm. uh, technique for your sword, but one of them uses a paintbrush instead of a sword. Is a paintbrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I mean, like, I always thought that I just wasn't a creator. Like, there was people that created things, and there's people that, like, just don't create things. Like, my art teacher in high school was absolutely terrible, and she was just there for a paycheck. You know, so mm-hmm. I kind of just always thought that. But that's not true. Pick something up, man, and try it out. That's the thing, too, is there's so many forms of art. Like, while I was in bands and writing music actively, I would tell people I wasn't artsy. And it's like, no, that was art, and writing is art, and graphic design is art, and crochet is art, and needle stitch is art. Uh, you know, like, it doesn't just have to be painting yeah. or just sketching. You know, like, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Like, just creating something is so cathartic. I love it. It's, mm-hmm. And it takes it's so time. Good. I feel like a lot of people think, like, they'll, you know, they're going to get it, like, after a month or so, but, like, it... It, a lot of time, unless you're a prodigy, it takes like time and hard work, you know, to get to some place that's like halfway decent. Yeah, and that kind of that kind of rolls into my number two. If if you're done with yours, if you're done with crocheting, I am. My number two was this year just completing the second draft of my novel, Dream Riders, and a lot of it was like you know the first one, like it was emotional doing it the first time. But as anyone that started writing your your first pieces <laughs> of work, you don't you don't want to show a lot of people. Kind of the way I conceptualized it in my head, the first draft was like I was drawing sick figures, you know, like I the bare the bare bones is there. Like, the, I got the, the plot out, I just kind of word vomited, but, you know, there's still some reviving. But now, like, after the second draft, I feel like I don't think my 
my work's like awesome or anything, but seeing the difference, I can, I feel like I've made that step, like going mm-hmm. on to the next thing. And it's just, it, it's taken me, I think this is my second year working on it. And it, but it's so fulfilling just to go back and like see the progress. And I almost added on a whole extra third from the first draft just because like so much stuff I had to flesh out on like hook, like plot threads that I need to tie up and all that. And it's just so cool to, to kind of see and have that finished work. And I actually printed off um, uh, some physical copies that my wife and I are going through to edit for the, the third draft. But man, I think that's just so fulfilling and kind of like we were just talking about that. Anyone can do art, but you like it takes time and effort. And once you get to, you know, I'm looking at like two, two and a half years, I'm looking back and already seeing how much progress. And that's just so fulfilling to me. And I, I love it. And I, I just recommend, even, I only do usually two nights a week, which is nowhere close to what a lot of some people do. But like even just those two nights a week, if you keep on going, it, you'll see the progress. And it, it's so fulfilling. And I can't recommend that enough to anyone to, to get a craft or, you know, some, some art form or something that can help them relax. Yeah, I um I went through and I edited a bunch of my old stuff over the summer as I was starting to compile it and, you know, get towards finishing up. And it's funny cuz I did the exact opposite thing on my most recent edit uh read through where I probably cut 10% of the total word count out of the book. Where it's just so many things where I was like, "Ugh, don't need that. Don't need that. Don't need that. Don't need that. Just get rid of it. Get rid of it. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's awful. Shorten this." And like I just went it was like taking a chainsaw to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, either way, when you get when you can look at like this is what it started as and this is what it is now, that is oh, it's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a lot more of a flowery prose than I do. Mine's that's pretty true. I do bare bone. Just, this is what's happening. So that's kind of a, I went to fill it out. But yeah, I, I think that's common. Most people cut. Yeah, well, it's it changes too because like when I write longer stuff, I end up having to add more and then go back and cut. Because I always have to cut. Because I, I have this bad habit of outsmarting myself. And I'll come up with what I think is a brilliant analogy or simile. And then I'll go back and read it. And I'm like, that simile is three sentences long. And there's only one period. And 19 commas. Like, yeah, it's a fantastic representation of what I'm trying to say. But it is illegible. Or just, like, it is so hard to hold the whole thing in your head. And, it, yeah, like, it just becomes a mess. And then I just have to chop it down and just use a normal person sentence. What's your number two, Lou? So my number two is I met my dad's side of the family. Uh, so yeah, if you don't know, I was adopted when I was like eight years old. So my mom raised me up until then, but I never knew my dad. And so it was kind of a mystery. I kind of had a feeling that, so I always was told that my dad was, uh, he he was out there. He was... How, how, how would you say? He was spreading his seed. I feel like that's a terrible way to explain it. It wasn't a good way. He, he was, was doing the rounds was making and getting babies. down. He was doing the rounds and getting down. He was making life decisions for women. Well, and, well, no it, it takes two to tango. I don't know. It takes I, two I'm not sure, man. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. Uh, he was yeah, creating so, life. Yes. He, he was, was listening the to the, work yeah, the, the Lord's way. first commandment of be fruitful and multiply. Yep, he was being fruit. There we go. That's a perfect way to say it. He was being fruitful of multiplying. Um, and so he had a whole family on the side, like a whole wife and kids. And uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail. I might share it in the future podcast. But so it wasn't a one night stand, but it was definitely a couple stands. And I feel like I've explained it good enough. I, people know what sex is, right? No, so, tell me. No. <laughs> <laughs> And so uh, I just assumed that that side of the family never really wanted anything to do with me because they never really talked to me. They never reached out to me as a child or as a teenager. 
Uh, so I kind of just like let bygones be bygones and I was like, I'll be perfectly fine never knowing my dad's side of the family. And then I get a random text message to a woman that looks just like me with, with longer hair. We, um, we look almost exactly the same. It's crazy how that works. And she was like, hey, do you know, uh, and she said my mother's name. And I was like, are you my sister? <laughs> like, can we just go straight to the point here? I find out that I have so much more family. Uh, which is such a blessing. But I also, as I got into the family, I started noticing all the family drama. But the cool thing is that I get to pick and choose that. And I, I have no part of that. I am just this cute little brother that they never met. So so my, my dad is like 78. He's really old. And so I have brothers and sisters that are way older than me. And my nephews and nieces are my age. It's just crazy. But it's good. It's a good time. My sister just recently graduated uh, Grand Valley. And so I got to go to her graduation. And she's, I'm the second youngest, as far as we know. And she's the youngest. And me and her really clicked it off, which was awesome. Uh, I'm actually going to so see cool, her in man. a couple days. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, how, was that awkward at first? I'm just, I'll ask yeah, you that's up. that's the gist of it. Like I was gonna phrase it slightly different, but yeah, there's awkward moments. Like uh, my dad doesn't want to see me, and mm. I've like expressed to everybody that will listen to me that I don't want anything from him. Like I don't want any money, or I'm not gonna be like, why did you leave me? Like why didn't you raise me? Because based off of stories, I'm actually grateful that he wasn't in my life growing up. Mm. I've heard that. I've heard some things, uh, but I still feel like. I don't know, it still would be okay. It'd be fun to, like, hear stories. So I found out that I always wondered why my name was Lucian. And I just recently found out that my dad's dad, so my great-grandfather, was named Lucian. So I'm actually a Lucian Jr. I don't know how that works. I skipped a generation. And so... That's uh, cool. Yeah. And then it's awkward when there's some relatives. So there was a relative that... uh, There was a sister that I have that did not like my does not like my father and is uh currently beefing with them and they used my existence to get back at the at the father because he was married to a woman that didn't know that i existed as well and so that's kind of awkward yeah. you know it's like that's like uh i have no say in this <laughs> like i'm sorry you know um i didn't choose this so that's awkward right yeah i didn't choose this life this has nothing to do i I just me like I didn't choose you know so that was the most awkward thing but it's worth it like mm-hmm. to get to know like having more family I think in a, if you think about it in a very positive way having more family is never like an issue like right. for me personally like I love the fact that I have more family yeah there's very few things I dislike more than feeling like a pawn in somebody else's game I don't mind yeah. like power dynamics like like I I have no issue with having a boss for example like it's not like a like an authority issue, but when somebody tries to use me just it was like for something that I'm completely not involved with, that just oh my blood boils. It was just weird, you know. Like I don't think I was angry. I was just like, well, I don't think I'm going to talk to you very much. I yeah, I'm going to keep my distance from you. But yeah, that's cool though. That it's mostly a positive thing though. It sucks that you you have those negatives, but I I think it's cool that. You're still clicking what sounds like for a majority of the people. Yeah, so, I mean, it ties into my number one, so I won't spoil it too much. But I think I'm happy that they came into my life in the season that I'm in now. Because, like, a lot of crazy stuff was happening this year that I was like, I honestly, I don't have the emotional time to, like, deal with this. To, like, be upset about this. To be upset that you're using me as a pawn. I'm, mm. I'm just going to choose to be happy that I have more family. <laughs> yeah, you know? Uh, and I couldn't, I couldn't have done that two years ago. You know, like I was too busy eating taquitos and trying to figure out what was the best <laughs> pizza. 
wasn't <laughs> working on myself at all. Number two. All right. Um, so this is honestly just a really simple thing. But I went down to Tennessee. Mackenzie and I took Joe to go see her grandparents. She stayed down there for like two weeks. And we basically did a day trip. So we, uh, well, kind of. It was three days. But we drove down one day. And we stayed in Tennessee for a day. And then we drove, her and I drove back the next day. And I went on a hike. I have, a, I have an old friend who lives in, in Tennessee, and we got together, and, you know, we just we went on the hike through just this hilly area. I have no idea what it was. Just some random natu- or, uh, national park in Tennessee, and it was, like, 41 degrees. It was raining. The weather couldn't have been worse, and it was gorgeous. Just, I don't want to call them mountains, but they were big hills and fall colors everywhere, and I don't know. I have been super into walking ever since. I bought a pair of hiking boots. I We're going down to Tennessee tomorrow. So by the time this airs, I will be in Tennessee. And I am really, really looking forward to hitting the trails a couple more times. It was just, I don't want to say it was transcendent. I think that would be a little overdramatic. But it is something that I want to do so much more of. Just peace and calm and just good conversation and incredible views and being out in nature. I I liked it more than I ever have in my life. And I think that's something that's been occurring more and more as I get older. It was it was such a cool experience. Well, if you ever want to go to Glacier, it's like an eight-hour drive from where I am at. So, you know, come up here and then make a long weekend from it. There you go. There you go. Maybe. I want to get a hiking Apparently, going. I, I love just hiking, especially with, like, the boys. Such a, it's just such a fun right? time for the reasons you said. You just... Yeah. The, the brother the brotherhood and just the being able to, to hang out with your friends and like you're just walking like that's all you have to do today there's not really any worries you're just just out there walking away yeah yeah and I've um, there's some trails in Canton that run through the one little wooded area we have and I've hit them with with Andrew and then our friend Zach whichever one of them's free I'll call them both up and be like you want to hike today you want to hike today and if I get either one of them we're hitting the trails it's just yeah good conversation and just you also feel good you know you get some exercise in get some endorphins it's hard to beat yeah i love hiking and so i also love uh training for a purpose and so i think i don't know if it was last year or the year before that robert was talking about going on a hike and on the stairmaster pretending like i was hiking uh, <laughs> with the boys and that I was making sure that i wasn't like the last guy in the back right. and it was like motivation for I me to like guy. train and then it got called off like yeah i I feel bad because like right when you joined we we kind of stopped hiking so i feel bad that you like it's like oh yeah we can you can start coming hiking with us and it's like oh well you know (laughs) life yeah 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 now i i have a i have a different motivation for hitting the stairmaster but i'm still training so yeah whenever you guys are ready i'm in shape to hike dude heck yeah ready to go they um my parents are really really into backpacking and i've told my dad how stupid that is for years and years and years now to be fair what he does is not hiking like this dude is looking to cut like he's out there for multiple days at a time he's looking to cut ounces out of his gear so that it's you know more and more light and he's constantly upgrading and like he handed me some trail pants he had the other day and it was like being handed a single piece of paper (laughs) Like, nothing gets my father more excited than a hyper lightweight article of clothing or piece of camping gear. But I'm starting to understand what he sees in it. I still have no interest in sleeping on the ground, but that walk was really good. And I imagine the the UP in Michigan has got some 
pretty crazy sights as well. Yeah, I want to hike the porcupine sometime. Yeah. Honestly, if uh, if we had a time we knew you'd be in town and we told my parents we, we wanted to do a backpacking trip with them, they'd probably make something happen. Maybe not this upcoming could... year. Maybe not 24, but maybe 25. 25, yeah, that'd be awesome. There's um, there's a oh wait, Lou, what, do you jump. think you're coming? No, I'm joking. We'll invite the Kuzos. <laughs> there's uh, there's a cliff jump. You I forgot that you guys up. are connected. Sorry. Oh no, I mean I 100 was including Lou. Yeah. Uh, More with the mayor that, but yeah, there's a cliff jump you can do. My dad sent me a some vi- like some cell phone footage of him doing this cliff jump, and it's really funny because at first you don't you can't see anyone on the cliff. And so it's just like, it's this cliff face and it's a big tree or excuse me, it's a little tree. And you're like, because the tree gives it proportion, you're like, oh, what is that? Like a 10 foot jump? I don't know what you're like. Why is this so impressive? And then my dad comes on the screen and you realize that it's a big tree and it's not actually giving you the right perspective. It's like making you think it. And it's like, it takes him like eight, nine seconds to before he hits the water and I want to do that so bad. Be fun. Get like a GoPro or something, right? Or honestly, I don't even care about getting footage. I just I want to make that jump. It looks. I I'm really good at catching myself. I very rarely trip, and even more rarely fall. But I love to fall on purpose. Like jumping off stuff is my happy place. And so, a big jump off of a a cliff into a lake has always been something I've wanted to try. Right. Number one's already. So my number one, pretty pretty easy, is just um, completing like my first year of marriage. Like I mean, it's it's nothing simple. It's just like, hey, we did it. Now it's time for the real stuff. And yeah, I I mean, I don't really know what to say. Like if you you've been through it before, you know. If you haven't, like I I mean, it's not really too much I can say. But it's, it's very much a learning process, and we're still learning. And it, it's it can be hard at times, but like it, it's worth it. What was like? Give me like a. What was your first year? Give me like highs and lows. I wasn't expecting to do high <laughs> lows before bed. You know, I didn't think this was camp. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can mix it any way you want. Highs is definitely about, like, just a good experience living with with my best friend. Like that's something you can't beat. Lows is just learning how to communicate properly with each other, and I definitely more guilty about it. Where I'll say something, and maybe I just don't have like the best of tone or whatever. I'm kind of focusing something else so it comes off as bad and then it kind of like it escalates from there and then you find like oh wait we're, we're like on the same page we just you know saying it different ways which i've, I've kind of heard you mike say something similar about that but like communication is key and just kind of learning how to communicate there there's been some challenges with that but we we've gotten stronger for it yeah i think i think the first year of marriage the one of the best things you can do is fully embrace the fact that even though you think you speak the same language, you don't speak the same language even a little bit. <laughs> and like a, things like a that, a DMV dog. <laughs> yeah, it's like things you think mean one thing and that mean that thing to you and your family can be totally innocent for you guys, but be wildly offensive or frustrating or triggering to somebody else. And living in the same house as somebody just brings all of that out and it takes some people longer than others to realize like there's nothing more frustrating than getting to the end of a long marital fight and being like so we were saying the same thing that whole time <laughs> i don't have a receipt i can't get that three hours back like, yeah i think uh adding to the communication which i think we should do our own podcast with this but uh, i really love the idea of like the problem is the problem like, we're separate from the problem. 
Like me mm-hmm. and you are still a team. Mm-hmm. Like we're good. Let's let's tackle. Let's step outside of the problem and just look at it and and let's solve it. And let's you know the problem isn't us. We're not we're not the problem. The problem mm-hmm. is the problem. I love That's that. That's been man. Like a huge, yeah. huge thing for for me and my wife. All right, Lou. What's uh, what's your number one? How's it tie into your number two? And does it tie into my number two? No, it ties into my number four, which is reading. But number one is that I am. This is this year has been a rough year, uh, but I've worked really hard to be emotionally and spiritually healthier. So yeah, that's my number one. So how can you tell if you're emotionally and spiritually healthier? Thanks for asking. I appreciate that. Uh, so yeah. So number one, this year I got a mentor, and he is a couple years older than me. I think it's so important to have older men in your life to really call you out on your on your crap and to look at something, look at a problem that you're having. It's such a, like a, how would you word it? Like a, a, in a distance, like they're not emotionally connected they're to it. So they can just see the problem as a problem. Yeah. They're a third party. I think the issue with that is that a lot of people want people to give out bad advice and me included. Uh, so you got to be really careful with that. And then, and then two, it's hard to open up to people, especially to, to somebody who isn't like blood related to you or somebody that, yeah. So having a mentor, I think has been such a huge thing. And then a book that I've read uh, is called Emotionally Healthy uh, Spirituality. And I think even if you're not a Christian, I think this book has, uh, this book has helped me so much and it's written by a pastor, but he is so real. It's no like fluff stuff. Cause I've, I've read a couple like self-help me books or like been in that world for a little bit. And a lot of it is very fluffy. You know, a lot of it is very, like, classically wordy, like, phrases and stuff. One of my favorite things about the book is there's, there's a chapter called uh, Know Yourself That You Know God. And in the book, I couldn't find the actual phrase, but the actual, not a phrase, what do you call it? The thing that he said. But paraphrasing, he said that people people will die before they ever get to know themselves. And uh, that just really hit home for me you know like it's uh yeah my father passed away a couple years ago i just like look at his life and i know for sure that he never really got to know himself and uh same thing with my grandfather my grandfather worked in the factory for like 40 years and he had ambitions he had dreams just like how i had dreams but he never really got to chase them and so it's terrifying to to think that i could die before i ever really get to know myself yeah that's super big for me and then lastly i've called myself a christian for over 10 years now and i've i've read the bible but i've never really read the bible like you know like i could if you started a bible verse like a popular one i could always finish it but i never really got to know what jesus really had to say i've been diligent with my bible reading it's changed my life that's all for the good yeah that's my number one man on a super meta note i love the way you stuck to life changing so that it would hit hardest when you decided to use life changing. It's it's kind of funny though because I was listening to um so I, so I was listening to long distance situation chips and I, that's Mike's other podcast and like you got you and Kyle kind of have that tangent of like your twenties like you 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 learned like who you were as a person and I feel like I'm mm-hmm. I'm just starting to get there like I'm I'm finally starting to realize like who I am as a person so I can I can totally relate to that and feel with that I, I feel like I'm not I'm not completely there but I'm like closer than I've ever been so that's why I, like, I didn't put it in my anywhere on my list yeah the flip side for that for me is that i am going into my 30s having no idea what i can and can't achieve in like a professional field because i really didn't put any serious effort into like cultivating a career or um, hireable skills i was just so obsessed with introspection and philosophy i was so fascinated by it and now i'm like man i'm turning 30 i gotta like get a degree or something and be able to make you know you don't make have to some... get a degree 
Degrees are good money. No, not a degree, but I need to get some skills at least, you know. Mm-hmm. These nunchuck skills and bow staff skills aren't <laughs> paying the bills, so. <laughs> I mean, they might. You never know. I'd pay to see somebody do some work, but yes, I understand. We understand what you're saying. Sick ref. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, shoot. I thought you generally had. <laughs> no, do you not. No, that's uh, <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite reference. <laughs> Girls like guys with Dude, skills. I just watched that movie. Nunchuck skills, Boaster skills. <laughs> I just watched that movie with my wife. Did it hold up? Can't get a girl without some sweet skills. Because I, I feel like it wouldn't hold up, and that's why I'm not going to watch it again. I haven't so seen it I in never... a couple of years, but it held up when I did see it. Yeah, I never watched it. So the first time I watched it was like a month ago, and there were some generally funny parts, like when the guy tried to run over the Tupperware. I was dying laughing. But that was hilarious. Of Uncle Rico. Like, yeah, I could throw this ball over those mountains. It's right. the definition of guy also, like, living in the past, the football star. Right. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about your mother-in-law. She loves Napoleon Dynamite. Really? I thought she would hate no, it. No, not even a little bit. She say, hates it so much. Seems like, <laughs> I was like, she not, hated SpongeBob. There's no way. So. <laughs> I just, I had to say no that way. so I could picture her face when that comes over the, uh, the speaker. <laughs> so... Um, the as a general year-long experience, this year with my daughter has been awesome. She has developed into a little person with an actual personality and with jokes, and it's been just incredible to be a part of that and experience it, and it's been so much fun. And so I knew... I knew I wanted my number one to be something from this year with Joe. And just uh, on my birthday, actually, so just just recently, earlier this month, I I woke up and Mackenzie was working. So I had Joe till like, I was was head parent in charge until like 2.30 or something. And I just wanted to sleep. And so Joe came into my room and she was, I want to watch TV and I want to do this. And I wanted to be annoyed with her so much because I just wanted some sleep on my birthday. And so I was like, you know what, fine, whatever. We'll watch a movie. But I get to pick the movie because it's my birthday. And I turned on my favorite movie, The Iron Giant. She did not like it at all. She complained through the entire movie until, like, there was maybe 10% of the movie left. And I watched as the movie finally clicked with her and she finally was part of it. Spoiler for The Iron Giant, but the scene at the end where the giant finally flies up into, uh, into space to stop the nuke. Yeah, I could see she just, she didn't quite get it, and so I had this moment where I was explaining to my four-year-old daughter that the giant was flying into space and that he was going to let himself die so that he could save everybody else because that's how much the giant loves Hogarth, and that's how much I love Joe. And it was just such a cool moment as she was like starting to understand what was happening and I was able to use that in a way to try, do my best to try and explain to this kid, like, I would fly into a nuclear bomb in a heartbeat for you. And what made it even better was she was like, we got done. She was like, okay, I didn't like that movie. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, you, you don't have to. This is such a four-year-old thing of you to do. Trying to have a sweet moment with you. And every day since, though... She has asked to watch The Iron Giant. Like, she has become obsessed with this movie. My mom got her a little Iron Giant action figure for Christmas. And so it's just so cool to see my little girl 
loving my favorite movie and being able to share that with her. Damn, dude. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. I, yeah, I I've recently also been getting wanting to feel like a wanting to be a dad, and so like mm-hmm. hearing the story only like adds to 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 that feeling. Um, some other highlights involve uh taking her to the water park for the first time and watching her go down water slides during christmas this year uh, my uncle paul pretended to eat a piece of play-doh they were using like a play-doh kitchen and she just went sprinting throughout the house going paul paul ate (laughs) play-doh and like she was losing her mind like she needed everybody to know about the absolute atrocity that had just taken place in the kitchen Yeah, it's been uh, she's been an absolute highlight in an otherwise pretty rough year, and uh, been a big fan of her. All right, Lou, what are we talking about next week? Next week we're going to talk about top five restaurants to take on a date when you're on a budget. So, big uh, accounts looking pretty low, but you know you've got a baddie that you want. <laughs> I don't know, but you have a, a beautiful young lady that you would like to, uh, to to courtship. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Top Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please give us a like, comment, and subscribe. And we'd love to reach out and talk with you. Also, feel free to follow us on our socials. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give us a five-star review or any review and leave a comment, and we'll read it on the air. Hope you guys have a great New Year's, and uh, here's to the future, toppers.